Hi, and welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday courageous life. There's something I like to remind my friends around here, and it's this. No matter what you're facing, you can live an everyday courageous life because of who it is that we serve. Friends, our God is powerful. He has sent us Jesus, and we have the Holy Spirit inside of us to help us throughout our day. We don't wake up starting the day with a deficit. We serve a powerful God, so we can gather our courage and live like it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It is the last interview of 2021, and today we have my friend Ashley Kennedy. I am so excited for you to hear from her and to just glean from her how to make it through the thick of tough times. She's such a great friend to me. I'm so glad God has kept our paths together, and I can't wait for you to hear from her. So let's get to it. Here's my interview with Ashley Kennedy. Ashley, welcome to the Gathered Courage podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. Yes, we are friends from like forever, which um, it feels interesting because I think we first became friends, let's see, church camp, right? That's where we would have met first, right? Yeah, I mean, you would have been like the older kid to me yeah. because yes. you were always the counselor, but yes, I <laughs> you were not old. <laughs> I know, I know. I was your elder at camp. I would have been your counselor, right. or like co-count, co like a co-counselor in your cabin or something like that. Yes. Then we, um, you know, went to various youth things at the same things. Then we ended up being in the same city. Well, kind of. I think I was just leaving as you were coming into Parkersburg when we Mm -hmm. went to college. And it's funny how no matter what we've done or decisions we've made, God has always like brought us back into like connection. It is interesting. Yeah, it is. I love little dots of connections that we have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, just strange things like you marrying Adam and me knowing Adam (laughs) through college, but also through my friend Kate and through, I mean, just like so, so many strange things. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. But um, I'm excited to have you on the show today. I'm excited for my listeners to hear from you and just hear your heart. And to be honest, some of like the crazy wild things that that you've been doing and gone through and been been put through, we could maybe say, um, but through it all, just pointing to Jesus and glorifying him in the whole process. So I can't wait to get to that. But first, tell us about you. What do you want us to know about you? That big overview, likes, dislikes, kids, jobs, whatever we want to know. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like the first thing I always start out with is I'm a stay at home mom. I feel like (laughs) that kind of is like the crux of who I am right now. Sure. Um, But yeah, so two of them are in school full time, which is awesome. And then the Mm -hmm. other one goes to school in the afternoon. So that puts me one on one with my little guy. And that's been fun and interesting. And like, he at first kind of did not like it and didn't want it and was like, where's my buddies? Right. But I think he's getting used to it. But so next year should be interesting when like everybody's gone and it's just him. (laughs) But yeah, so I've been married to Adam for 14 years now, which seems crazy, (laughs) uh, mainly because I was only 19 whenever we first started dating. So 
Yeah. Uh, it's been a huge portion of my life that I've been with this man. So, yeah. and it's been awesome and I, I wouldn't change it, but yeah. That's so, so my likes, um, definitely baking. Yes. So I love to bake. I love to decorate. I love to learn. I love to just do all of the fun things with, with the baking scene. And yes. I get to share that with people, which is my favorite part. So well, I was just going to say, I like to be the receiver of your love of baking. So <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, and it's been so cool to see how I can use that as ministry to yes. just be able to make cakes for people yeah. or, Hey, like t- found out it's teacher's birthday. So send in some goodies to school yes. and to just be able to show people love in a, in a tasty way. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Hear about Hudson eating an entire loaf of bread. You know, it's just fun to hear that. I mean, he would not share it with anybody. He was like, mom, I can, I have all of this. Tell Miss Ashley, I want all of this. That's awesome. So so cute. (laughs) Thanks for sharing with us about you a little bit. Let's let's dive into um, the idea of courage and like the definition. I like to ask all of my guests because I feel like courage is very multifaceted, lots of nuances to it. So, from your kind of perspective, your life, what's what's happened in your life, how you've been raised, how God has used you, and, and the things you've experienced, how do you? as Ashley define courage? Yeah. I mean, this is one of those words that I was telling Adam last night. Like, I don't, you don't hear this word very often. Right. And like, we should, we should hear it. Like that should be a way that we describe other people and Mm -hmm. the acts that they do. And, you know, you definitely think think of immediately you think of like first responders, like the courage that it takes to go into a burning building or whatever it is. But, um, For me, like when I think of my faith and my walk mm-hmm. with God, mm-hmm. I think of taking steps into the unknown mm-hmm. and like that song oceans just has kind of been like, yeah, you know, from day one of us planting the church in Columbus, like that's yeah. kind of been yeah. like my courage song. Yeah. And you don't really realize what type of courage God is like asking you to take. And like, that's so always true. the you're just like, okay, God, like, I didn't mean that type of courage, but he's like, no, like, this is what you need to do. So just, you know, just do it. Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's always what I think of, like, when I think of courage, it's just unknown. Yeah. Like, but still taking those steps. I love that. Yes. That, the line, spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Yeah. I love that line of the song. It's just... I mean, that takes courage to say, yeah. number one, to like pray and actually proclaim that and yeah. then to do it and then to do it. And like, you're right. There's and then be so joyful like, about it. Oh, that's good. Like, that's the you. biggest thing. Like, I remember yeah. a, a point where I just was like, God, this is not, Yeah. you know, like when Claire was going through her crazy rebellious, like toddler whatever yeah you remember but oh I do like I just remember like being like god these aren't the waters that I was talking about like I don't want to deal with my patience or my anger right I don't that's not that's not the territory that I want you entering in yeah I want to go and like minister to people but it's like you know god was doing exactly what needed to happen in my life Yeah. yeah oh that's so good doing it with joy doing it um when 
your perception of the the proclaiming yeah you know help me trust you help me be to lean in into the unknown but not wait no wait no 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 not that not that yeah <laughs> I also think that the elsa song is it elsa into the unknown isn't that a a new yeah, Disney song, song or something yeah, yeah yeah um that that kind of came to my head at first too but that's good ash that's yeah, that's really that's really profound um, thank you for sharing that. I definitely have seen just so much courageous living through you. Um, but if you're thinking outside of you, which we'll get to you specifically in a minute, but when you're thinking outside mm-hmm. of you and you mentioned like first responders, what other courageous things have you seen lately? Is there something specific that stands out to you or even in general that you'd like to share? Yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't get away from thinking of my husband, Adam, and just watching the steps that he's taken and the change in his life and just the, the immense amount of courage that it's taken to do what he's been doing. Yeah. Because it goes against every like natural fiber of what's in him, like to care for his family and be the provider and quit a job when you really don't have income coming in. Like, <laughs> you know, and I know like for me, like it, it, it takes me helping back him up and be like, yes, I know God's calling you to this. Right. And I right. get that, yeah. but still like just to see, yeah, you know, him thinking like, oh, this could be a couple months. Then it's like several months later, you're like, okay, God, like at what mm-hmm. point are you going to bless this courageous action? Yeah. But like to yeah. still just trust in that and lean in that, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to just have, the first, like to be able to just sit beside him and see this and watch this unfold. It's just been really, really neat to see. Yeah. I, I think when I think of your story in general, the two of you and just, you know, moving to Columbus when, um, you know, Cody reached out to you about helping to plant the church and not, not like to come on as staff, but just to come on as like, you're helping to start this church, but also I can't pay you. So you also have to work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, sorry, sorry, you know, but, but you are willing, you're, you, both of you are willing to do that. And then a few years into the plant, you know, courageously saying yes to losing a very large salaried job. That's very Mm -hmm. much taking care of your family to fundraise and, and work full time at a church. And then to, to boldly step out and say, you know what, I, we, I did this, God's calling me to something else. And and so we're going to take another step forward. And yeah, it's just, it's pretty incredible. I've just loved watching not only, um, Adam, but also you, because there have been so many moments, Ashley, where attack after attack, you would have had every reason to walk away from faith, from devotion to God, from belief in his power. Um, It's just been neat to be a viewer of of you and and the way that that you have leaned in in ways that many people don't. And I know that that I haven't before. So so let's dive into that a little bit. So when you and Adam decided to take that step into church planting. Um, You know, talk to us about that. What did that look like? What did that feel like? How did that, how did that need courage for you guys? And specifically from your point of view, because 
Um, maybe someday I'll, I'll interview Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've you've talked to Adam way more about this, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, for me, it was. Adam was very dead set on Parkersburg, that being our life, Mm -hmm. you know, not a lot of people know this, but okay, it's going to be on a podcast now, so (laughs) they'll find out, but um, he had signed a contract to become partner at the firm he was working. So it was very much like, yeah, he was doing and living into exactly his plans. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one night we were at church and this guy, like, I literally cannot tell you anything about this guy. Other than like he had planted churches in South America. Okay. Like don't remember his name. Don't remember anything about his story. (laughs) But I remember that night, Adam and I looked at each other and I said, let's move to South America. And he was like, okay. And I was like, oh, all right. But you know, like I just was like, I wasn't expecting that. But at the same time, I was very serious and he was too. And I was like, oh my goodness. Wow. So we had pretty much not dead set on South America, but we were like, we know a change is coming. Yeah. Yeah. And we had our hearts open to what God was going to reveal to us. Cause we were like, yeah. this is definitely something we need to pray about and fast about yeah. and like, just bring to the Lord. Because yeah. for us, it was, we were very infant in our faith, I would call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were open. Our hearts yeah. were soft to it. And I think yeah. that's the, the important part is to not look at where you were, but where you're allowing God to work. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But so we had all the pamphlets, all the stuff about South America wow. just sitting on the bed. And I, I don't remember how long it was into this process of thinking about it. I feel like it was a month or two, but we Adam gets this email from Cody and wow. Adam calls me and he's like, listen to this email. And it was like, I'm not asking much. Just quit your job, sell your house and move to Columbus. <laughs> no, and yeah, we were no, like, no. this is it. Like, this wow. is exactly, exactly what God, God wants us. Yeah. And in the beginning, you know, like, I don't feel like it took much courage, but mm. then those fears start to set in. Sure. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, we have to do, we actually have to sell our house and right. we didn't, right. you know, our house didn't sell. And you're like, yeah. okay, is this God or, you know, is this God saying like, this isn't the right choice, sure. but yeah. you know, and I feel like you can do that with everything. Every, like you yeah. can try to view it as this is God, this is Satan, this is God, yes. this is Satan, you know, yes. like whatever yeah. way you want to mm-hmm. play it. But we, yep. we knew that that's yeah. where God wanted us. And yeah, you know, and during the time, like, <laughs> So it is really funny to think about, you know, I can look back on it and be like, oh, you know, I could see where that does take a lot of courage to be six months pregnant and to have never looked at this house and be like, oh, Rick, you just pick it for us. And, you know, like moving day, you pull up and you're like, okay, this is the house we're going to live in for the next few months. And like, it was awesome and it was beautiful, but yeah. We had literally never, I don't even think we had seen pictures of the house. Wow. Um, But yeah, but it was just, it was so neat to just see how just God works in it and Mm. to have somebody Mm. to trust, Mm. you know, like we didn't know anybody in, in Palo, Ohio. We didn't know a single person. Yeah. And so you move and we moved before Cody and Micah did because Adam got offered a job and, you know, they're like, we want you now. And it's like, 
oh okay yeah that's right um, you came in like was it is were you more like march and then the balches were like in march yeah yeah okay yeah wow yeah so you know moving twice while you're pregnant with your second child is always um some people might view it as crazy but <laughs> you know it just it was what it what it what it needed to be and it was yeah perfect and crazy yeah. all at the same time. And yeah, yeah, I just, you know, and I don't, the, the quit your job part didn't really feel like much of a sacrifice. Like mm-hmm. Adam came on as VP at Chase and just, yeah. you know, he was yeah. making great money and yeah. that part of it just yeah. was like, you know, yeah, we left the job, but he left the job to go be at another great job where he's right. got great benefits and all right. of this stuff. And yeah, yeah, you know, we are in an area where I remember once I had Claire, there were what like four families at Good News. Like Good News yeah. didn't even really exist yeah. yet, but still forming that you know, lunch team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but random people coming into our house bringing us food. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. I remember like I didn't know you super well at that no. point. You know, we had lost nope. contact, but I remember yeah. the blueberry muffins and yes. the I think it was the breast milk cookies that you had made for me. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. I loved yes. it. Yes. No, that's true. That was that man. Yeah, because you moved and very soon after that had Claire and we had just come on right before you had Claire and yeah, what a, <laughs> that's so funny to think back on. I'll, I'll go back to what you were saying about being crazy. I did the whole time, like watching you guys just think they're crazy and you're right. You know, the, <laughs> the job thing, Adam went from a great job to another great job. True. But just deciding to uproot you know, what you have and to move somewhere else at that time in my, in my faith was just like, why in the world would you do that? Like, you can can minister where you were, you know, this was before any kind of true understanding of um, what church planting is and how, you know, God just transformed my heart towards that and things like that. And I just remember, even like missionaries that would go, if you had gone to South America, I really would have thought you were crazy. (laughs) But, but yeah, I, and I understand what you mean about like, it didn't feel necessary courageous at the time because there were things that kind of fell into place pretty beautifully for you guys. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's true? Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, like Rick finding this house, Rick is Cody's dad for people who are like, he's a realtor. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, just the fact that these people only wanted to rent the house for three months, which is exactly the amount of time that we wanted to live somewhere, you know, just enough time to find, find a home to live in. Right. And, you know, they allowed us to pay upfront, like for the full three months. So that way we didn't have to like pay fees or have background checks or, you know, whatever it was that like goes into uh, renting a house. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. And like to show up, to this house and there being, you know, like 10 to 15 people helping us move in right? that we literally had never met. Like we yeah. did not know these people. Yeah. And like, that's just God. That's yeah. just, that's how he works. And that's it's, so it's really neat to, 
you know, I don't want to say it. <clears throat> it's neat to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah. And that like, I'm like, Oh, look at me. I get all these, sure. all these perks, but, sure. but to just be able to go, okay, God's blessing is on this. Yeah. And I see it. Yeah. So for sure. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that's true. I think we have a really hard time receiving help. Um, my friend Mary, who was on the podcast a few, a uh, few weeks ago, she, she said, she had to learn to allow Jesus to wash her feet and, mm-hmm. and did that through other people as they were going through something very traumatic in their life. And so, yeah, there's that idea of like this allowing people to serve you and seeing that and allowing Jesus to wash your feet in that way for this decision that you guys have made to live into his call to plant this church. I mean, like to take and receive that can be courageous and and yeah, I don't think that's prideful or anything. I think that that is just you seeing the hand of God and like yeah. praising him for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So then things got a little more difficult. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Some of the other things and specifically I, I'd like, you know, we could, we could name like t- 10 things. At least. Mm -hmm. I mean, and all the even little things, I'm sure you've got a list you could give, but I would love for us to focus in on your surprise, (laughs) your sweet surprise, (laughs) Isaiah, and the cancer diagnosis you got through all of that. So, so talk about that story and and tell us whatever you're comfortable with sharing, um, how really, and again, we could say, was it from God? Was it Satan? We don't know, but you know yeah. that God, you've leaned into God, God through, is it through it all. Yeah. Yes, yes. Go ahead with that. Um, so going back to church planning, so yeah. Adam was getting ready to go on full time. Yes. That, and yes. the yeah. fundraising part, like it Ooh. felt like every time yeah. we went to go fundraising, something horrible would happen. No, that's so true. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And I remember... Um, there was one trip we were on and our daughter Claire nearly drowned and was yes. life lighted. Yes. And you know, and it seems like so much more time passed after that, but it was like two months later yeah. that it, I found out I was pregnant was, with Isaiah. It was back to back. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my husband had just went in for a consultation for a vasectomy and I, I was done. Like I was just like, I told him, I was like, I don't want any more kids. Yeah. And I was still breastfeeding. So it was, it was very much like not unlikely to get pregnant, but still it's like the chances were just so slim. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just remember being like, I don't want to get pregnant again. Like mm-hmm. Adam, you need to go in and take care mm-hmm. of this. And mm-hmm. he went in for his consultation and I think it was like the next day I found out I was pregnant with Isaiah. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. Oh my goodness. So, you know, like I was just like, I wasn't upset. Like I wasn't, I was actually really excited. Like, sure. you know, bringing a baby into the world and getting to love him. Like yes. I, I just, yes. I really do love kids. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but sometimes it may not look like it, but I really do. Um. <laughs> But I remember just going in for a routine, like your first, your first appointment, yeah. you know, I hadn't had a pap since Claire, which was like, or not Claire Lies, which was like a year before that. Mm-hmm. So it was, mm-hmm. it was normal. Yeah. But, um, so she did that. And I remember 
a few weeks later, I can't remember how long it was, but she calls and it's the doctor on the phone. And that's mm-hmm. never a good thing when right. you're, when your actual doctor calls you. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you know, we found, you know, we found some spots and it was, she used some like medical jargon that mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't know what that is. Right. Right. Uh, but ultimately it was pre-cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. my understanding of pre-cancer was very, um, not correct. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't realize that there were different stages of pre-cancer. Okay. And so, you know, it, I had talked to a few people about it and they're like, Oh yeah, I've had the same thing. They just go in little Nick and you're done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of the mindset that I went into in this appointment. And like, she goes in, she does the, it's called a colposcopy. So it's just like a biopsy of the area that they see. And okay, um, she's like, yeah, I definitely see something. And like, she did the biopsy and then she goes, let's get you in to like talk to an oncologist. And wow. I was like, what? what? Like, yeah. I was like, why am I going to an oncologist? Like, this is just yeah. supposed to be a simple, like removal, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like this is just pre-cancer. And right. so what I didn't realize is that mine was like the last stage of pre-cancer. So mm. it was like right before it would turn into cancer. Okay. And I just remember she left the room and I just like started bawling. Like Adam was in the room with me, but I just yeah. was like, just in complete disbelief of like, yeah, this isn't happening. Like I'm pregnant. Like there's nothing we can do, but I was like, okay, God's got this. God's got this. And I remember at that point, and you'll remember this, Carrie, I had, um, (laughs) I had decided to do like a whole 30 type diet. Yes. I (laughs) And like, you're talking like, this is, I think September. So it's like, cookout season, all the stuff. And we were fundraising and every trip we went on, it was like, oh, we're going to have hamburgers and hot dogs. Oh, we're going to have a cookout. And I was like, we're driving from, it was a church up in Amherst Mm -hmm. and we're driving back and I look at Adam and I just start cussing. Like, I was like, I just want a dang hamburger with a bun. And I was like, I was so mad. And it's like, you know, just those hormones and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. But I just remember being so angry. Like, I yeah. just was like, this no, isn't I fair. Get, I get that. Yep. Um, but like, I remember the retreat. So yep. I'm like sitting there and I'm just I'm eating spinach because that yes. was literally the only thing on I mean, their their menu that I could eat, and I'm just I like, all right, that. yeah, I'm just gonna eat a plate of spinach. Oh my gosh, it was a huge plate of spinach, by the way. Like I've never seen yes, someone eat so was. much spinach in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But you know, like I was like, okay, like this is fine. It's just pre cancer. Like I don't, I don't need to be this crazy with my diet, sure. even though I had. I had felt like that's what God was telling me I needed to do. Mm. Like just change your diet. Mm. And I was like, you know, kind of fell off the wagon. And mm. um, so my next appointment with the oncologist was, would have been like January. And okay. so we had, um, we had people in our home that we had not sold from church planting. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I remember there was one day that I was like, oh my goodness, I need to call the utility company and see if the utilities are st- still turned on. Cause we kind of like, it, things had gotten a little weird yep. and I called and they're like, no, the heat, like gas has not been turned on for months now. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> so Adam went down and the house was a mess. Like they had left their dog in there unattended, like oh dog God. poop everywhere, yes. scratches, broken windows. And I remember Adam coming home and he was like, we need to make our story Facebook public. Like he's like, yeah. we need as many people praying for us as possible. Okay. So now that you're and going so, through all this, hold on, hold on. Okay. So now I'm taking back my comment because you've had, okay. So you did coming to, to initial church planting was seemingly pretty, pretty blessed, right? Like seemingly easy. Mm-hmm. Then you've got yeah the, 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 the fundraising part, which I have personally done and, and we've, you know, Adam and I had some similar, like, it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With some similar, like pushback from our circle of people. And, mm-hmm. and, and so I can relate with that. But with that, you've also got Claire's accident. Then you've got getting pregnant. Then you've got finding this precancer. Then you've got that house. I mean, how can that not be Satan? Like, I'm just looking at that thinking you were taking obedient steps And it's like attack, attack, attack. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give him too much power, but, but seriously. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's what's, that's, what's always interesting when you're on the front lines of Mm. obedience to God Mm -hmm. is, um, Satan doesn't like it. And I remember the, the phrase, it's like, I want to. I can't remember the phrasing exactly, but it's like, I want to be the woman that when I wake up and my feet hit the ground, Satan goes, Oh crap. Like she's awake, you know, (laughs) like I want like, and it's not something that you're like, Oh, I can't wait for the, the attacks, but you're like, sure. Sure. When you have the attacks, it's like, you know, Mm. you know that Satan is like, I don't want this to happen. And it's like, you have to keep moving forward even stronger than what you think you need to. And all the while knowing like God has got you. And like during this time, like, and it's so crazy because to just think about what could have been or what God could have allowed to happen is very different than what he did allow to happen. But yeah. My brain never went to that. My brain never went to, Mm. I could die and my baby die and my three kids be left without a mom. Right. Right. Like now I can go back to that and be like, oh my goodness. Like, holy crap, that could, that could have been what happened. Yeah. Um, but there was such a piece, such Mm. a piece that just being so intimately close with God during that time. Cause that was, that was it. He was all I had. Yeah. You know, like I had my family, I had my church family. I sure, had that, sure, sure, sure. but like Carrie Smith can't save Ashley from cancer. Like nope. that's just yeah. the truth. Adam yep. Kennedy can't save Ashley yeah. from cancer. Yeah. Um, only God could be yeah. my rock during that. Yeah. And it's like, Yes, Satan was attacking, but like our God is so much bigger than his attacks. Amen. And like, I will share this story because it's, again, I'm not, I'm not sharing because I'm like proud of myself, but it's just so crazy to hear. But no, no, you have to share. I know this is is not coming from a place of pride. I know this is coming from if somebody can, can piggyback on my strength. Let's let them Ashley tell it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So Cody was talking to 
a guy. I don't, I don't remember who the guy was, but, um, while he was talking to him, I had walked by Mm -hmm. and, oh my goodness, I'm getting so emotional. But Mm. so Cody starts telling him my story. I was on my way to an oncology appointment when I was walking by, I'm pretty sure I was picking Adam up or something. And, Mm -hmm. um, so Cody tells him my story and what I'm going through. And the guy's like, she just looks so joyful Mm. and like, it was just so neat. And this guy is literally sitting there telling the story to my husband, like how he's like, like that story just sticks with me. Like that girl, like the joy and like Adam, let him tell the whole story. And Adam's like, yeah, that's my wife. (laughs) But you know, those connections of like, and I have no idea what this guy is doing now or how that impacted him, but Mm -hmm. to just know what I was going through, like, yeah, guy who I'm pretty sure Cody had said was like an atheist, but Mm. what witness that has to that person. And it may not be today or it may not be tomorrow, but like, who knows what impact that's going to have on him. And, um, you know, the world can look at what I went through as courage. Um, and it definitely, definitely does take courage to walk through that and it takes strength and it takes dedication. And, um, I just remember like the two words that stick out most to me is God was like, I just need you to trust me yeah. and I need you to obey me. Yeah. And it's like going back to the diet, like, <clears throat> you know, in January, I went back into the oncologist and Adam had sent out his live post and was like, Hey, pray for us, you know, all this stuff. And yeah. I just remember thinking like, if this many people are praying for us, like, you know, I had that, that ridiculous thinking of like, prayer just magically fixes things. Mm-hmm. Um, wish, but yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going into this appointment. I'm trusting God. It's not, there's not going to be any change. Mm. And I remember like sitting down afterwards and the doctor was like, I see growth. I see change. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is invasive cancer now. Mm. And I just was like, oh, mm. like that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this isn't right. the prayer we were praying, you right. know? And right. And honestly, like when I think about my relationship with God, I think that's been kind of the, the change in what he's trying to let me see is we can pray and we can want things, but ultimately like we have to be living in accordance with God's will. Mm. And there are going to be things we don't understand and really, really hard, frustrating things. But and it's tough. It's tough to go. I prayed, I prayed, yeah. I prayed, oh, yeah. prayed, and it didn't oh, yeah. happen. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, like that was kind of, that part of it was a little tough and like being like, okay, God, I'm just going to keep trusting and keep yeah. obeying. And that's awesome. Um, and I remember there had been earlier in the, the cancer that Cody, I think Cody was going through the sermon series with James Mm-hmm. And I remember like reading it, it's called the prayer of faith in James five. And mm-hmm. it says, let them sing pr- songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a church where oil anointings were not really a thing that yeah. you believed in. Right. And so I remember for me, it was like, God was just like, this isn't a, a medical fix of mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but I'm asking you to do it and I'm asking you to trust me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it was my first oil anointing and it was Cody's first time performing yeah. an oil anointing. And yeah. it was hilarious and awesome all at the same time, <laughs> you know, like having people come and be there with me and praying with me, but then like, uh Cody it was just so funny how much oil he poured on me not realizing (laughs) that was gonna happen I love it I love it but yeah it was it was just like it was so fun and so like humbling at the same time but um well I want to pause there for a second because I feel like our our traditions the way we grew up you know just our perspective, our, our upbringing so much can hinder us from obeying things like what God asked you to do. And, and the, and I do believe it takes courage to say, no, I'm not going to allow my past or, or what I thought I'm going to trust that what I heard from God is him. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to say yes. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. There was, yeah, there was a embarrassment piece to it for me too of like, you know, Oh, Hey, I'm going to go do an oil anointing. Like, sure. Sure. And people were like, what? What? Why? Yeah. 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 You know, like just, and I think that probably is what kind of held me back the most. Like, because I know what my family believes about all this stuff and I know what the world believes about it and how crazy it can look. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, at some point, like, you know, God's just like, you can't worry about what the world and what your family and what whoever thinks about this. And yeah, that's that's really neat. I had an oil oil anointing. (laughs) I love it with a little too much oil. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like my story ended amazingly like yeah yeah you know we can't we can't overlook that and I know not everybody's story turns out the same but true um you know I just remember like one of the biggest points was um the doctor wanted to take Isaiah really really early like 28 weeks or 30 weeks and I was like yeah absolutely not like I'm not like I won't do that yeah like, yeah. I don't know. So I feel like, again, that could look like a courageous act. But for me, it was like, my life is no more worthy than mm-hmm. my son's. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. won't risk his yeah. for a maybe or, yeah. you, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Even if they would have said, we we know you're going to die if you don't. Like, I right. think I would have been like, no. I, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I feel very convicted about yeah. um baby's life's in the womb. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, it was like, you know, he gave me, finally gave me a week where I was like, okay, I can get on board with 35 weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The chance of anything happening at that point right. are so, so slim. Right. Um, but yeah, so I went in, they did a biopsy. They were ready for me to do a C-section the very next day based on what this biopsy showed, which he was, he was very convinced it was invasive cancer. And from my point of view, you're looking at a OSU doctor who looks at cervical cancer all the time. And I have to believe that it was cervical cancer. Um, I don't have a diagnosis on paper to back that, but (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just, that's what I believe. And yeah. I remember sitting on the bed the one day and he calls and he was like, the biopsy came back and it's, it's showing not cancer, not invasive, like still showing pre-cancer. Pretty He's sad. like, so, you know, we'll let you go full term. And so like, you know, it's such a roller coaster, everything I went through. And it was like, so the next OB appointment that I go into, she's like, he really wants you to still deliver early. Mm. And I was like, okay. Mm. Because in his mind, it was cancer. Yeah. He's like, I know what I saw. Yeah. I know what I saw. And I don't trust this diagnosis. Like, that's what I feel like he was saying. And Mm -hmm. yeah, at this point, it would have been, it was 37 weeks. And I was like, okay, like this is fine. Not really early. And, but I, I still was able to deliver naturally. Um, they just had to do the Pitocin, but yeah, you know, then everything after that was just kind of like surgery after surgery. And, you know, it all seems kind of routine to me at this point, but, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yeah. So I don't know, just seeing God work in it and know that he, yeah. And honestly, Carrie, like I was writing this down and I didn't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. I feel like the miracle that he did in me was not healing my cancer, but Isaiah, like yeah. Isaiah is our miracle. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just so excited to see what that little boy does. Yes. Um, and that might put a lot of pressure on him, but <laughs> I will try not to like yes. put that on him. But yes, yes. right. you know, right. I just... I feel like he, he is a miracle, not, yeah. not the healing. I, yeah. I don't know. It sounds yeah. crazy, but <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's crazy no, at all. Miracle baby. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, um, just to speak this over you, Ashley, you've said several times, like it didn't feel courageous to me, but you need to know that most people don't go what you went through like you did leaning into God and growing in him and trusting and obeying him. Not that you did it perfectly, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not saying that, but, but most people aren't doing that, Ashley. And so you lived very much courageously through Jesus. And so thank you for sharing that. And, and I just felt like I needed to say that to you and, and want you to hear that straight from my heart. So, uh, but also, in, in all that, you know, if people are hearing this and saying, wow, let's get practical. Like, how did you do that? Are there things like habits or practices or, you know, what are the things that you can kind of contribute to that? And maybe some of it's just like, well, my personality is just kind of trusting. And that's, that, that could be an answer too. But I, I know that you cultivate and work at your faith. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't know and lean into a God if you're not working on it. Yeah. You can't have a great marriage if you don't work on it. You yeah. can't be a great parent if you don't work on it. Yep. And it's no different with our relationship with God. And, yeah. and if I hadn't, I, I personally feel like if I had not been obedient to this calling of church planning, if I'd not been obedient to X, Y, Z leading up to this and leaning into um, who God is and trusting yeah. in who God is Yeah, that going through what I went through would have been yeah. very, very different. It would have yeah. looked very different. Sure. And I don't believe that God would have blessed me with the peace that he blessed me with. Right. Um, 
because I wouldn't have been leading into him. I wouldn't yeah. have, I wouldn't have received the fruit of his spirit the way that I was able to. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I'm going to uh, switch gears into something very funny because the word you used <laughs> in the question was mantra. Yeah, and yeah. I've been telling Adam for probably like a good year now. Yeah. It's a song by uh, Andy Minio and it's okay. called I Ain't Done. Okay. And so you guys can look it up. I'm not going to sing it. Come um, on. <laughs> but mainly because it's just out of my wheelhouse of like, it's just, it's funny. You guys yeah. are going to look it up and you're like, why in the world is she listening to this song? But anyways, the so author, one of the things you said. Well, say, the, that? say the artist in the song title again. So it's Andy Minio. Okay. I think it's like M-I-N-E-O. Okay. And it's called I Ain't Done. Okay. Okay. What? Okay. So now tell us the words. So, so the the section where it like really speaks to me is it says death to my depression and anxiety. And it's just like, he's just saying like, yeah. God is bigger than this. Yeah. And if I'm trusting in him, like he is going to take this. Yes. Not that he yeah. like doesn't make you work for right. things. Um, but you know, for me, it's really, it's really frustrating to be like, I feel like I'm leaning so much into God and trusting him. And I still, still deal with depression. Mm, that's true. And right. it, it's difficult. And it feels like it, it almost makes you feel like a failure at mm. trusting God. Oh, and sure. so for right. me, it's like, um, it's a daily thing. And I feel yeah. like I've gotten a lot better with it in knowing like the things like my diet and drinking water and mm-hmm. getting out of my house and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of the things that help me like not get into a slump of depression. Right. Right. Um, but it, it's definitely been way, way better, but still, it's still something that I'm like, yeah. if I allow myself to be lazy in my practices, like mm-hmm. I start to feel the depression. Yeah. Like, yeah. Enter. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, yeah. So for me, it's definitely, um, I have certain songs that I just allow to live in my soul and my yeah. spirit. And I just, oh, I love how you put I that. live and breathe them. Like yeah. I just, I remember during the cancer, like I would just, I would have 10 minutes of quiet and I would blast the radio and I would yeah. sing these songs to God and just yes. believe them. Like, yes. I, I yes. don't, I don't know. I don't know how no. to explain it any other way than like, I just, so good. I yeah. allow these songs to live my life. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so good. I, I love the way you put that because I do think there are times where, uh, I forget what verse it is, but I think it's, is it Peter who says, um, I believe Lord help my unbelief. So it's kind of feels contradictory, mm-hmm. right? It's like, he just said he believed. Yeah. But then he also said, Lord, help my unbelief, you know, but, but it's so true. If we think about our lives, I think we can all resonate with that. I think we can all resonate Mm -hmm. with this deep belief in Jesus, but sometimes you just have to read scripture and sing your heart out to believe what you know, you believe. (laughs) Yeah. I know exactly what you're you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. If there was specific advice, someone says, Ash, man, I am so discouraged right now. What would you tell them? Um, the man, it's so tough. It really is. Yeah. And I would tell them it's okay to hurt. Yeah. It yep. really is. It's yeah. okay to be hurt. It's yeah. okay to be angry. 
it's okay to feel these feelings. Yeah. It's not okay to stay there and allow that to dictate your life and who you are and the relationships that you have. Um, I mean, there have been many times where I've been there. I've been on the receiving end of hurt. And that's a whole nother podcast we yes. can get into. But yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll save um, that one for another day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but the biggest, the biggest, biggest thing I would tell them is to allow somebody into your, mm. your hurt. Yeah. Yep. Because the thing that I've noticed, and you know me, Carrie, mm. I will talk about many, many inappropriate and crazy things that most people don't bring up. <laughs> But the thing that I've realized is no matter how crazy what is happening to my body or what's happening in my life or whatever, somebody else is like, yeah, me too. And I've never talked about this Yeah, yeah. because I'm so embarrassed by it or X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, whatever you're feeling, I guarantee that if you pray about it and ask God, somebody to put somebody in your life that's going to walk Yep. with you in this. Yep. Like I, I have to believe that he will, he will give that to you. Yes. I, I um, it too. don't go putting your, your hurt all over the internet. I don't right. think that's wise. Right. 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 Gotta be um, a trusted person. Yeah. 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 But yeah. like, yeah. I don't want to call it accountability, but it's just letting somebody in mm-hmm. and speaking those those feelings into reality. Yeah. And I feel like that just helps processing mm-hmm. first off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's but good. that's great advice when you don't when you don't talk about it mm. and the song one of the songs that was really big during cancer was fear is a liar yeah i love that one and yeah. i think about that and like in what satan wants us to feel when we're hurt or yeah. depressed or yeah. whatever it is he wants us to feel ashamed yeah that nobody else is going through what we're going through. Nobody else feels like that, Ashley. Yes. yes. It's like, no, that's not true. It's I'm not, not alone. I yep. don't need to be ashamed. Yes. I don't, I don't need to feel hopeless. Yeah. Because there is hope. There is hope yeah. in God. And I, I don't know. It's just, yeah. there, it is going to be tough. Like, let mm-hmm. me tell you, there are going to be really, really tough days. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, you've got to have somebody that you yes. can talk to and, yeah. you know, whether it's a friend or a counselor or whatever it is, like, yep. Yep. cause I know some people just are not blessed with the deep, intimate people that I have in my life. Sure. That sure. is definitely, um, that has been one of God's blessings in my mm-hmm. life is to, mm-hmm. to give me people that are yeah, yeah, just family. But, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that's such good yeah, advice, Ashley. No, I think that, I think that when we speak it out into the, into the atmosphere, it can, it loses its power in a way. Um, and it, it opens you up, even if you tell it to someone who can't fix it for you or can't mm-hmm. even problem solve with you, but just to say it, just to say it and to have somebody else help you hold that, whatever that is, man, that's good. Yeah. There was honestly, there was one time, so I was going through something and I couldn't tell anybody about it, Mm. like nobody in my circle. And I remember there was one day and I just was like, I'm going to tell this woman about what's going on in my life. Yeah. 
and she doesn't know any of my people. She doesn't right. know my family. Like, who right. knows if she's blabbed my story? But like, right. it didn't matter. Right. And I just told some random person awesome. about That's my awesome. story. Yeah. And it was really like, it was really good for me because I'm right. such a verbal processor yeah. and I yeah. need to talk about things and I yeah. need to not feel crazy because right. I allow right. my thoughts to get very crazy if I don't yeah. talk about them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. But yeah. For me, that know. was like, that was very, that was very healing for me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I can just talk to this random person because yeah. she has no, she has no opinion. Well, her opinion doesn't matter to me, I guess I should sure, say. Sure, sure, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Cause you're right. There are some times where you've got to hold things close. You can't just tell your mm -hmm. deepest, darkest secrets all the time. That's a very good, like kind of caveat to this advice, but, but yes, if you're feeling prompted to just tell the lady in the grocery line about what's going on so that you can <laughs> allow someone else to hold it for you for a hot second, like do it. But listen, yeah. they may look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> you can expect that. But you can at least be like, oh, I got it off my chest. Yeah. I've said it. Yeah. I can like move on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I think that that's, that's so good. Absolutely. Well, Ashley, I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together. Thank you so much again for sharing this and for just helping us um, as, as listeners to see your courage and to um, gather our own because, because uh, I, I'm fully confident that when we hear and um, are, you know, just in, in the know of other people's courage, we, we just kind of we become courageous because of it. So I'm glad that you shared it. Thank you for sharing it. And um, uh, let's see, I guess I'll see you Sunday and <laughs> maybe one day we'll have you on the show again, because I do feel like there's many more pieces of wisdom and nuggets that you can share. So, but feel like this is, this is all anybody should have to handle right now. <laughs> right. An hour. That, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ash, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Thank you again, Ashley, for being on the show. It was so fun talking with you and just kind of rewalking through some of your stories so that my audience could hear just how uh, brave you have been, how uh, connected to God you have remained and wow I can be courageous by hearing that story it pumps me up so thank you again and thank you for listening I hope that something Ashley said resonated with you and has given you just that extra oomph to live courageously thanks again for listening today the last interview of 2021 but I hope that you will join me in 2022 for whatever this podcast happens to be. I'm currently praying about what that looks like, how that's going to continue. And if you want to be in prayer with me, that'd be great. I would really appreciate that. All right. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And thanks again for listening. Bye.